Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. So let's get started. And remember, it's not my fault. My kids, I love them. They're old now, they're on their own, they have lives of their own. I've got lots of things to tell you about the kids. Let's start with something I call Let's Go. So all this starts on a vacation with my family and my wife's family. Yeah, that's 30 people. Loving it. So my kids, Buck and Chuck. Buck's the older one, Chuck's the younger one. Uh, we're, you know, we're on vacation and looking around, lots of stuff. My kids are probably in elementary school, let's put it that way. I don't know exactly how old they are, <clears throat> but they're in elementary school age, I'm guessing. Young, like less than fifth grade. They've never really been playing golf. I'm a pretty big golfer. You know, we see this miniature golf course and I get this idea. Why don't I take the kids miniature golfing? This would be pretty cool. So... My wife says, yeah, you know what? You probably ought to start with the older one and just see how it works out. Because you take two kids and they've got sticks and balls and they don't want to play miniature golf. This could get real ugly. So Buck and I pack it in the car and down the road we go. And all the whole time I'm going there, I am yapping this up with Buck. Man, you would think I am driving to Augusta in early spring. It's just one of those deals. I don't know what is going to happen, if he's going to like it, if he's not going to like it. I hope he likes it. So we pull into this parking lot where this, this miniature golf course was set up. Literally, it was set up in this big, huge parking lot. And they have like a split rail fence. Yeah, the parking lot's paved, but they have a split rail fence you know, the posts are in cinder blocks, concrete blocks, whatever you want to call them. And it's like a mouse maze. It looks like you're at Disney World on spring break or the end of school. You know, it's it's like, holy moly. There has to be 500 to 1,000 people standing and waiting to get in to play miniature golf. And, you know, I'm in the parking lot and I'm looking at a split rail fence and I'm looking at all these people in this... The mouse maze to get in to play 18 holes of golf. I'm just kind of walk around the outside of this. I'm going to get close to this these holes and watch people, you know, show Buck what's going on. Watch these people a little bit are playing golf. And, you know, I'm still yapping it up. And I'm like, you know, you swear to God, I was on 13 in Augusta. And, and you know, Buck seems to be fairly interested. He wants to start golfing. He, now, you know, again, he's a young kid. He doesn't realize that this is not... You know, a real golf course. Uh, he probably realizes that. I don't know what he's thinking. Anyways, so, you know, we're on vacation, and I'm eating a lot of food that I don't eat. I, mean, I don't. I didn't prepare for myself, so I don't know what's in it. And I'm walking around, I'm talking to Buck, and all of a sudden, oh, man, one slips out. And I'm standing, and I just, like, stop dead in my tracks. Now, there's, you know, a large crowd of people they just heard me fart. And they just, like, 50 of them turn around and look at me, like deer in the headlights. 
And I'm going, I'm just kind of casually turning my head right to left, you know, looking at the golf, you know, the pink putters, the orange balls. And all of a sudden, you can start to smell it. And people start just, oh, my God. Now, we're outside in a parking lot. You know, this is like eating pickled eggs and drinking beer for a week, and then you fart. It's one of those kind of things. It might have been a shart. I'm not sure. can't remember. But just people going on, and and Buck is standing there. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. Let's go. Let's play some golf. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Uh, Buck, what's that I smell? And he looks at me. He's like, I smell it, too. I was like, don't lie to me. And I'm talking really loud. Basically, I'm blaming this fart on Buck. And all of a sudden, these people start to go, I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to get ugly. Somebody's going to puke. So I've got, you know, he's a, Buck is not old enough to be, like, kind of left alone in a crowd of 500 people. So I have him by the hand. I was like, all right, come on, let's go, Buck. Let's go. And he's like, no, Daddy, I want to stay here. I want to play some Buck, let's go. It's time to go. No, no, no. And he gets away from me, and he takes off, gets under the fence, gets in with the people, and now I, smelling like a, you know, you know, light beer and pickled eggs fart, have to go crawling in there and get them. And I do. I grab him by the hand. And now it's like Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. I'm just, his feet are barely, barely touching the ground and I'm high-stepping hard to get away from these people so that they don't realize that it was me and not my son that farted. Welcome to the family. All right, let's get started on number next one. So, Buck and Chuck, the sons of mine. Gotta love them. So, if you've ever had children, and right after Christmas is always a cool time. We like, everybody has work off, and the kids are still playing and having fun and all that kind of good stuff. But one of the things that you don't always think about, at least if you're a guy, you always think about is, like, Christmas is over, and... All these people gave you stuff. I shouldn't say all these people. Some people have given you stuff that you don't want. A lot of times it's like presents for the kids. I'm not a big fan of any kind of a toy that makes really loud noises. I'm pretty jumpy. So, day after Christmas. It is time to return stuff for money at the local big box store. So, this is the day after Christmas. And if, you know, after you have kids for a while and you've been doing this for a while... Realize you want to get there early in the morning, as early as you possibly can, and the lines won't be crazy. They're still going to be long. There's still going to be some, you know, blue hair standing in front of you, says, I want a check. I don't want to have credit on my credit card because they don't have a credit card. Well, whatever, you know, you know how that goes, right? So it's going to be long lines. There's going to be lots of people. And just so happened, Alice is like, look, you know, it's been a tough Christmas for me. I need you to be taking the kids with you. Again, my kids are probably three and five, right? There's 23 months between them. Uh, They're each other's best buddy. They do everything together. Matter of fact, the older one talks. The younger one's pretty quiet. And one time I asked Chuck, like, why don't you talk too much? Like, why do I need to? Buck says everything I need to say. I just stand there and look. That's kind of Chuck and his personality. Anyways... So I, we go into the big box store and I, you know, you get a cart on the way in and fill it with all the stuff, all the presents that you're going to return. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm thrifty. I am basically thrifty. 
So we're standing around, and it takes literally two minutes. And Buck and Chuck are whining. Oh, my God. Buck and Chuck are whining, complaining. Let's go. This is boring. There's nothing to do. I'm like, guys, come on. We're going to stay here in line for a while. Like, Dad, can we go over there, get a drink of water? I look over across the, the way a little bit, and there's a, you know, there's a wall. Naturally, there's bathrooms there. That's where the water fountain is, right beside the bathrooms. And there's a bench. There's like this old guy with gray hair sitting there on the bench. Looks like he's about half feeble. You know, he can't really walk too well. He didn't have a walker or anything, but he just, you know, he's real thin and didn't look like he was you know, ready for two young kids to be all over him. The good parent that I am, I'm like, sure, why don't you go over there and get a drink of water? But listen, I don't want you going in the bathroom. I want to be able to see you at all times. You have to stay outside the bathrooms. And I said, you see that gentleman sitting over there on the chair or the bench? Don't bother him, okay? He doesn't probably want kids around him screaming and hollering. I know how you guys are going to be. So I said, go over there, get a drink of water, and come straight back. What can go wrong? Yeah, well, you don't know my children. So I'm standing in line. Kids go over there. I'm, I know it's 15 minutes. Literally, it's more than 10, less than 20 minutes. My kids are over there. They're trying to get a drink of water. Now, they're short enough. They're, you know, they're not very tall. And so they can't get themselves up high enough to get a drink of water. So they try this and they try that. They try standing on the bench and leaning over and it's too far. And the oldest one, Buck, he's grabbing Chuck and he, you know, heaves him up onto this water fountain. Chuck's legs are dragging, drang, dangling, and arms are flapping, and I don't know what I don't know what they're saying. They're so far away, I can't really hear them. I just hear them yapping and yipping. And I'm thinking to myself, great, they're going to entertain themselves for a good half hour over there. I might actually get this stuff returned before they come back, or they get bored of the water fountain. You know, naturally, you know, as kids do, they turn the fountain on, they put their hands over the water. It's kind of like squirting everywhere. Yeah, you know, the old guys kind of like. Give him the old side eyes. What is this? What's going on, right? I'm sure that's what he's thinking. So Buck and Chuck are going at it. I'm thinking, oh, there really can't be anything too bad here. You know, what what could happen? So I'm kind of minding my own business. I'm walking to the line and trying to guess like the four people that are in front of me. Because now I'm like five from the counter. It's getting real close. I was like 40 from the counter when all this started. I was like, okay, this is going to be happening because this woman looks like that. That's going to be happening because this guy's. this is, you can tell it's the first time he's ever been here. He doesn't have his receipts. He's going to be like a pain. I don't, you know, this is all running through my mind. And all the time, I'm kind of keeping a half an eye on my kids. Pretty soon, I hear this bang, this big, loud noise. And I look over, and I don't know how it happened. But somehow, Buck and Chuck managed to pull the water fountain off the wall. And yes, water is blowing out everywhere. Remember I told you about the old guy on the bench? Well, he didn't need to shower for the next two, three days because he is soaking wet by the time I see him. I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, they're going to have to call an ambulance for this guy. 911 wasn't really big then. Uh, probably didn't even exist uh, as it does today. 
It's like, oh, what's going to happen? And I keep looking. It's like, I'm now two from the front. Everybody in line is like, can you believe those kids? Look at those kids. Like, wow, they don't realize it's my kids. I'm two from the front. I can do this. I can get all this stuff returned and then go over, get the kids, find the manager, you know, pay up. Because you know I'm paying. That's just that's just a guy being a good parent. You know, two boys. Boys are going to be boys. It's just water. It's in front of the bathroom. We'll just squeegee the water into the bathroom and it'll go right down the, the drain in the floor. Well, one guy. There's me, a person, and I'm at the counter. And here comes the manager. Oh, man. Now I have to go over there. Because these kids don't know. They're playing in the water. The old guy got up and left. You know, he's, he's gone. It's just an empty bench. My two kids playing in the water. And it's starting to draw a crowd. Like, oh, this is going to be fun. So I have to leave my place in line. Boy, I mean, that was that was the worst part of this whole thing. Is I, you know, I'm, I'm there an hour. I don't know. It seems like an hour. Maybe it's two. I couldn't tell you. I was there a really long time. And I just lost my place. Now the line is out the door into the parking lot. I got... Buck and Chuck over here going, wait, you know, water fountain, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. We're having fun. We're all soaking wet. And by the way, it's day after Christmas and it's really cold outside. It's like five degrees outside. I got to take wet kids outside and deal with a manager from the big box store. So I, I go over there. I was like, okay, I got to do this. I can't stay as much as I want to. So I put my head down, walk over, and the manager's like talking to my kids. Who's your da- Who's your dad? Who's your mom? Why are they here? Where's going? And they're pointing at me. You know, I, I can't get out of it. It's not like I can leave them and you know have the cops pick them up and bring them home or something. That you know that's on the edge of being a poor parent. So I walk up to the manager. I was like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, these are my kids. I said, Look, I realize it's quite a mess here. I said, I'm. I'd be willing to pay for whatever it is. I said, you, you know, can you get the water turned off so there's not like a flood to store or something like that? And he's looking around. He's like, are these your kids? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing? You got like a whole cart full of stuff. Are you going to buy that? I said, no, that's return. I said, I'm here to return stuff for the day after Christmas. He's like, you're kidding me. Like, I don't know if he said it, but at least that's what I heard in my mind. He looks at me. He's like, guy, just get both your kids. Get out of here. Take your presents with you and don't come back. Man, this is why they wrote the song. This is why Leonard Skinner wrote the song, Give Me Three Steps. I packed those kids up and I got out of there and I never went back to the big box store. Welcome to Male Parenting on the Edge. Alrighty. Let's get to... The wake-up guy. So my children are going to be really unhappy once they hear this. They don't know that I'm doing it. That's too bad. So the wake-up guy. Alice and Chuck go on a vacation, quasi-vacation, to see Alice's sister. And she lives really far away. They, they fly in. Now, there's a handful of things i got to know about this before I go on with the story. This is pre-9-11. Chuck might be two or three years old, so that means Buck is four or five years old. Um, maybe younger. Maybe they're younger than that. I'm, again, I don't know their exact age, but they were very young children. I get 
you know, a week with Buck, man. Two guys, batching it, we're having a cool time. You know, it's just you can't imagine how much fun it is. I wish I had Chuck with me. I didn't. But it was just Buck and I. Nobody was, like, saying anything about you should be doing that or you shouldn't be doing that. Naturally, before Alice and Chuck comes home, we clean up the house and get rid of all the empty beer cans and so forth and so on, right? And we have to drive to the airport. The airport's two and a half hour drive from from our house. And um, she's coming in. Alice and Chuck are coming in on uh, the red eye. No, I shouldn't say the red eye, but they're getting at the airport, I want to say, 10 o'clock-ish, maybe a little bit before, a little bit after. I don't remember. But it was late. It was dark. Uh, it was summertime. You know, Buck and I are, I'm, I'm beefing up, man. Buck, when you see your mom and you see Chuck, you got to say hi. you got to make a fuss. you got to be nice. You know, you know everything. Because, you know, you're spending a week away from your child. You know, just like I was spending a week away from, from Alice and Chuck. You know, they spent a week away from, you know, Buck and I. Then it's like, just, you know, it's coaching the kid a little bit. Look, you got to make a fuss. Girls like that stuff, right? And, and Buck's like, Dad, what are you talking about? I, you know, I know what to do. You know, he's, he's, he's a real man. Okay, so we're standing in the airport. Waiting, waiting, waiting. You know, the flight comes and people, you know, we're standing right there. Again, pre-9-11, I'm standing at the you know, exit ramp of the plane. You know, it's a big, huge plane. You know, it, you know, at the time, it was a really large plane. 100, 200, I don't know how big, many people those big planes actually hold that come off. And it's like, the whole time, Buck is standing there looking. Where's Mom? Where's Chuck? Where's Mom? Where's Chuck? Oh, they're coming. They're coming. Just get ready. When you see them, I want you to jump on them and give them a big hug. Yeah, guess what? Nobody saw, including me, Alice, and Chuck. Now I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Pretty soon, the stewardess comes out. And says, uh, I'm looking for Max. Max, are you here? Yeah, yeah, I'm over here. Says, uh, we have a message from Alice. I'm thinking to myself, does she have a heart attack on the plane? Did she jump off the plane? Is she, you know, I don't know. I mean, my, my imagination is going crazy. I can only imagine what's going through Buck's mind. Maybe nothing. Maybe he didn't understand it. I, he may have been crying by that time. I don't know. He did start crying pretty soon if it wasn't by now. It says, there's a message from your from your wife. Missed the flight. See you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., same airport. You know, it probably gave me the flight number of what's coming in tomorrow. So I'm thinking, I got a really long drive home. I just, what you know what? I just get a hotel room close to the airport here. Well, you know, Buck and I will... Hang out. We'll go do something. Have some fun tomorrow morning before the flight gets in. You know, get some breakfast. You know, kids stuff. Kids love to do stuff like that. Uh, you know, go see a couple of things. Whatever. We're in a, we're in a fairly large city. All right, sounds good. So I you know, get on the payphone. There's no cell phones at this time. I get on the payphone. I find a hotel. Yeah, I'm using a phone book. Yes, I'm using the yellow pages in a phone book to find a hotel. I got a stack of quarters. And a payphone and a screaming, crying kid. I want my mom. Part of that's because of me, because I, you know, I'm all jacked up to see mom and Chuck. No, no mom, no Chuck. So I get this hotel. Fine, we're coming. 
abs I'm you know, parking it. So again, I'm thrifty. So this hotel's not like multi-floor. It's like, you know, you kind of pull in and there's, you know, 10 rooms and you don't know who's been in them or if you want to go in there and really get take your clothes off and go to sleep. Well, the kid doesn't know. I'm the only one that knows. And, you know, we're, we're going to sleep on top of the covers. We're going to have some fun. And that's what's running through my brain. So we get in, in at the hotel parking lot and open the door up and he is just crying and screaming i want my mommy i want my mommy i want my mommy just big huge alligator tears the guy working the front desk if you want to call it a front desk it was like a closet with a hole in it that you hand the money into and he handed a key out looking at me pretty hard he didn't give me some serious stares and i'm like oh god and he keeps necking me the whole time it's like oh I've got a young son, I've got a little boy, screaming he wants his mommy, and I'm paying this guy cash for a hotel room for the night, for one night, and it's one o'clock in the morning. Now, that doesn't look odd, does it? Not at all. No, not to me. No, yeah, it was kind of odd. I was actually worried he was calling the cops or something. The fun doesn't stop yet. Go to the hotel room, we'll go in there, and finally get buck calmed down like look you know mommy just need to stay a little bit longer with her uh, with her sister you know your aunt and uncle you know they just didn't want to leave you know but they're coming tomorrow i guarantee you and finally I, he, you know the fear subsides a little bit but he's you know buck's a little you know squeamish about well we're we're not going to miss the flight tomorrow are we like no 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 it's closed but well, everything he's like well how how are we going to get out of bed we don't have an alarm clock i said oh you're in a hotel room so all you do is you pick up the phone and you dial this number and you tell the guy what time you want to get up. Buck's like, well, you tell him the time. What happens if he forgets to call you? Like, Buck, this is his only job. He has all of these places that he calls. He gets up in the morning and he starts dialing. That's all he does. He dials numbers. Hey, good morning. Time to get up. Hey, good morning. Time to get up. And Buck's looking at me kind of like, inquisitive not knowing what's going on and he's like all right next morning we get up phone rings we go get alice and chuck great life is great now fast forward 20 years yeah i'm serious fast forward 20 years buck is now 25 26 years old i don't know he's in his middle to late 20s and he's like dad you remember the time you know, we're waiting for Alice and Chuck? We're in the hotel room. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, he says, you know, I still have nightmares about that. I'm like, what? I said, that was like 20 years ago. He's like, yeah, he says, I still lose sleep over that. Like, what are you talking about? He said, well, you don't understand. I was a little kid and you told me that this guy, all he does in the world is dial numbers with his finger. Now, I wouldn't say rotary phones were common. But I think that's what Buck was talking about, was a rotary phone. He's like, he just, you know what? He said, I imagine, I got this picture of this guy in my brain. All he had for fingers were nubs, like little tiny nubs on the end of his hand because he's been dialing the phone so much. His hands were all bloody, and every time he called, called you, he got blood run down the sides of his face. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He says, I had this really weird nightmare for, for 10 years. I had nightmares about this guy. The guy who dialed to wake you up. 
He had nubs for fingers. He only had a thumb that was still full because it was too big to get in the hole to dial. But all of his other eight fingers on his hands were nubs. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is 20 years after it's happened. I'm finding out that my son, uh, he's, he's been having nightmares about Mr. Nubs. But like they say, you just never know when you're making a memory. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. And remember, it's not my...